Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a teacher and a book. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. Over the last holiday, I actually saw one of my boys, I believe she was a second grade teacher's assistant uh, at, at Safeway. It was fantastic. We saw her there. We were just picking something up. And it was, it was mid-December, so everybody was already on break. And there she was, hanging outside um, in like yoga clothes slash like a fancy jacket. And I was like, what? What's going on? How are you? And she was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> kind of looked embarrassed. And I realized she had um, a couple bottles of alcohol, nothing crazy. And she had these really fancy shoes. And I'm like, wait, where are you going? And she was going to boozy yoga in the city. <laughs> so they go and they drink and they do yoga and they hang out. And it's this great experience. And I just, I started laughing so hard. And this, this woman's great. She's in her late 20s and she's a fantastic educator. Um, my, my boy loved her and she was really awesome to talk to. I always really enjoyed it because she had this, I got a lot of energy and she had some kick to her as well, which I, which I obviously greatly appreciated. And I just laughed. I was like, this is so bougie. Like you're going to do booze and yoga. She's like, I know it's terrible, but it's a fun thing. And I, I so appreciated that. And it made me think back to my twenties. Now my twenties were not her twenties. So here's the thing. I know a lot of people that did the boozy yoga, right? And they, they had a good time. One of my very dear friends, Voss, always reminds me to just kind of take life as it comes because he's a serious guy. I've done interviews with him on the podcast. He's a serious guy. He's really successful. But through his 20s, he was taking it a little bit more slowly. He was enjoying himself a little bit more. And, and I think that was awesome. I think that's awesome. And, and I wondered a lot after this experience, like, man, why didn't I do boozy yoga? Why wasn't I dressed in some kind of crazy yoga 1980 sequin jacket with just bonkers shoes on? Why didn't I do that? And, and it kind of bummed me out, but just the, just the experience of seeing her there and seeing that she was having a good time made me happy. So I didn't really think about it that much, but I've been thinking more about it recently. And really kind of trying to figure out what was it about my experience that prevented me from doing these deep dives into just life in my 20s, taking it as it comes and just enjoying the hell out of it. And it came down to, it came down to a financial planning book I read when I was about 22, 23. I didn't grow up with money. And I was extremely concerned about being able to take care of myself once I graduated from college. And I obviously started tutoring, which was fine. Tutoring paid the bills. And, and that was great, but I was worried about my long-term financial health. So I went to Barnes & Noble, as you used to be able to do when you could buy books in a store. And I purchased, it had to be like a two-foot stack of financial planning books and financial philosophy books. And I went home and I studied these things like you would not believe. Like I went so deep. I put all of my learning abilities from my time at Cal into these books. And, 
And it was very interesting. One of the main books, which is his famous financial books and a book, and I see why it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. So he talks extensively about the patterns that people fall into and the patterns of life. And essentially what he says is like, look, the average person comes out of college or doesn't go to college, whatever it is. But the average person kind of hits their 20s and they don't have a lot. You don't have a lot when you're in your early 20s and you're working. And you work hard and you work hard and you work hard. And you have a good time. You're working hard, but you're playing hard. You're making some money, enough to pay the bills, but enough to also, you know, go out on the weekends and do things. And that's great. And you, you kind of move on. And then as you get to like your late 20s, you've, you've got a couple promotions or you moved around a couple times and you meet someone, say you're 28 and you really like them and they like you and you're both working and it's working well, right? You're living together or you're really dating seriously. And then it's like, Hey, look, let's get married. Why not? So now you're in your late twenties or maybe you're 30 now. You both have good jobs and that's great. And you're enjoying your life. You're enjoying, you, you can go out to meals, you can take trips, which is awesome. You're saving up for your future, which is great. And then maybe in your early 30s, you buy a house and you're excited about this house and it's awesome. You have this house, it's your project, it's your baby. And, and then you want to have a kid. Now again, not everybody, but some people want to have kids and they do. And now you're like 35 and you got your house, you got your kid, you got your spouse and this is where things get a little dicey because even though mostly you have, when you have two people that need to work, you're most likely going to have two working adults. The one working adult doing the majority of the heavy lifting with a kid is not going to be on the same track as he or she once was with a career. That's just the way it goes. It takes so much. The burden of raising a child is so extreme. So it takes a lot out of you. So that person's income is going to be decreased, which means all of that extra money that you used to have, well, that's gone, okay? And depending on how much wiggle room you had in your finances, it may really be down to, hey, you know, you're not, you're not saving that much. And now that you've had a kid, you probably built up a little equity in your house and you need a little bit more space. So now maybe you buy a slightly bigger house or you try to trade up. Well, now here's the thing. You've got a couple, you know, raises. We got some promotions. You're making some money, but you're working a lot. And by the way, you were working through your 20s, working through your early 30s. People came to expect a certain level of work and commitment from you. And now you got this house, your second house, right? You trade it up. You got your wife or your husband who's taking care of the baby primarily. Your expenses are through the roof. You don't have that much time because you're not going out on the weekends anymore. You're not hanging out. You're not doing a lot of things. You got this kid, man. You got a house and you're grinding through. And all of a sudden you find yourself in this just oppressive pressure cooker of needing to be home with your family, but you also need to be working to make the money. You don't have enough money to back off and work part time. Somebody needs to be hammering really hard to afford the bigger house that you got and all of the other things you got going on. And there's no way that your spouse, you know, your partner who stepped back from the career could even switch with you at this point because they stepped away for a couple of years. And even if they step back in, they're likely not going to be making the money and on the same track that they once were. So all of a sudden you kind of hit your late thirties 
and you're really struggling, then it bleeds into your 40s and people start freaking out. You see a lot of divorces and, and some people get through it, which is wonderful, but it's just a really difficult thing. And then you step up one more time, but now by the then step up with your housing, that is one more time. But now by the time you're in your early 50s, your kids need to go to college. So whatever equity you saved up in your house, that's probably getting shot off into college. And that's in, in the pipe. Let's say you have two or three kids. You're paying for college from 51 to say 60. And now you can start saving for retirement. That was the story that I read when I was 23. And I remember going through that and realizing like, oh my God, if we do that, one, we'll never really be financially secure. And two, it's going to be one hell of a ride. It'll be terrifying. Again, I don't, I'm not rich, but I, and I never had aspirations to be rich, but I, I did not want to feel this oppressive burden of just hammering me to death. And I didn't want my partner to either. And here's the thing. I've been thinking about that a lot because I wondered once I realized this, well, wait, how did I avoid that? And it was because although I believe in the segments of life, right? You're, you're working hard time. You're playing around hard, uh, playing hard time, your family time, your retirement time. I believe in all those segments like Lego pieces, but what's, what's really important. What nobody tells you is you don't have to play them in that order. So the classic is you, you piss away your twenties, you're working, but you're not working that hard and you have a great time. And then you go into your 30s, and now you're doubling down with kids, but things start to get more stressful. And then you're in your 40s, you're kind of imploding because you've been working like crazy. You don't have the energy you once had, and now you have all these expenses, and you and your partner are just struggling to hang in there. And then you're in your 50s, maybe you have a little bit more money, but that gets sucked away, and then you're in your 60s, and you're still working. You're still working because you never really had time to save for retirement. I believe in those cycles. I believe kind of in that, in that format, but you can also reverse it or switch it up. You can work really hard in your twenties. You can work two jobs in your twenties. And when you're in your twenties and you don't have commitments, if you have the fortitude, you can crush. And then by your early 30s, you've done this extreme heavy lifting through your 20s. Then you start having kids. Now, kids, there's no two ways about it. Somebody's going to have to take care of the kids, right? But this time, because you crushed your 20s, you traded your 20s, you have a different format. You have a different layout for your family, for your life. It, it quite possibly, if you did it right, is not going to be the kind of thing where you feel this oppression, this just unyielding pressure on you and you're struggling and struggling. And after that, I think, I think you can reverse engineer it. So instead of having fun in your 20s, having that affect your financial stability of your 30s, having that put your back against the wall in the 40s and then 50s and then 60s, I think if you've done it right, Instead of having that fun in the 20s, I think you can have that fun later. God willing, if you're still here, you can have that fun in your 40s. You can have that fun in your 50s. 
And if you did everything right in your 20s, you're not going to have to worry about all of a sudden saving retirement in your 60s. And the point is, you don't have to miss out. But what you have to do is have the fortitude to give up something in the near term. You have to give up your 20s for the fun in your 40s, for the financial stability in your 50s, for retirement and joy in your 60s. You have to give up something to get that. And it's not a replacement. Let's be clear. It's not like you you give up and you never get it back. It's not like you throw the Lego piece out. You can keep the Lego piece. You just stack it at a different point. And because you stack it at a different point, your foundation, the thing you built in your 20s, that's going to support you. So enjoy your life. Get into it. But don't lose sight of the fact that what you do today will necessarily affect tomorrow, next month, next year, next decade. That if you take a long enough look and you don't like where it lands, maybe don't go on that ski trip. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.